You better come running to Gold Smile and Ed and his Buster Brown gang. That's the gang of Buster This is your old buddy, smiling Ed, and all his big Buster Brown gang, Squeaky the Mouse, Midnight the Cat, Randy the Talking Piana, and Froggy the Gremlin. Cutting up over there, out here in Hollywood, all ready for another good old Saturday morning frolic. Oh, we're going to have a great time today, kids. Have a wonderful story for you. At midnight, the cat's going to play a little cigar box fiddle for us. Froggy the Gremlin's going to play his thingamajig and sing. And we're just going to have a whale of a time in general. So let's get started with one of our good old dog songs. Here we go. I got a dog named Rover. Here, Rover. Come, Rover. He roams around all over, just home three times a day. Oh, I'll bet he hears me whistling. See, the neighbors are listening. What do you mean you lost your dog? I hear the people say. Has anybody here seen Rover? I'm looking for him now all over. He's a hunting dog, all right. He keeps me hunting day and night. This is what I worry over. Say, who put that roving Rover? My whistle's getting dry. It seems as if I hear that mongrel whine. I should worry like a tree and have somebody trimming me. Where's that dog on dog on dog of mine? <laughs> Oh, my, oh, my, it's bad to lose our dog. But buddy's old smiling it doesn't want you to lose your very last chance to get smiling Ed's Buster Brown 36-page comic book number nine absolutely free. And this is one time it'll be a pleasure for Mother to take you to your Buster Brown dealers because all of my buddies will need going back to school shoes. And, of course, if you're one of the Buster Brown gang. You want genuine Buster Brown shoes with that grown-up style. So, so tell Mother today to take you to your Buster Brown dealer's school day's jamboree so you can get your new shoes for school and get your free copy of our Buster Brown comic book number nine with those three new exciting stories. Don't forget, too, kids, that these swell shoes for our school day's jamboree have been named for the members of our Buster Brown program. Froggy the Gremlin is getting awfully cocky because he's... He's sure more of you kids are going to pick Froggy's favorite, but the dealers tell me that my buddies are also picking Midnight's Masterpiece and Squeaky Standout and Smiling Ed's Sweetheart and all the other wonderful new Buster Brown shoes for fall. Whichever side you like best, remember they're all good old Buster Brown shoes. And I know every one of my buddies and sweethearts can find just the kind of shoes they'll be proud to go back to school in. At your nearest... Buster Brown Shoe Store during our big school day's jamboree. And now, let's get into our story so we'll have time for everything else we want to do. Here it is. Well, kids, our story today takes us to our Southern American neighbor for a story of the South American Indians. The story began when a Caribbean Indian named Juan wandered into a tiny restaurant in the back street in Rio de Janeiro just to have a cup of coffee. Amigo, what do you wish? Oh, coffee, uh, strong coffee. Uh, a little 
Do you not come from the off country? You are not always in Rio, eh? Oh, see, my people live on the Rio Negro. But my father comes to Rio maybe six, eight years ago. Oh, oh I have been here longer. Twelve years. What? I come too from a country near the Rio Negro. I am a Carib. And you? I am an Arawak. Bueno, your people and my people are always at war, eh? But you and me, amigos, eh? <laughs> si, we are friends. I am called Juan. I am called Maria. Bueno, we are friends. Si, here is your coffee. Uh, gracias. Uh, you like the city? I hate this city. Theory always fine if you have mucho dinero. Without money, no. Often I wish I could go back to my sister. When I lived in the village of my people there, I was a P.I. man. A medicine man. Why, yes. With my people, I was a great one. A P.I. man? Oh, but the one, you do not believe these, these magic things any longer, do you? No, I know magic is for the ignorant people. But all the spirits are people believe in. No, these are false. I believe as you do. Well, I have work to do. You will come again, I want. See, I will come here often, Maria. We talk more about our people, eh? And so Juan and Maria became good friends. Then one day, a newspaper article caught Juan's attention, and he showed it to Maria. See, see Maria, in the newspaper, this man traveled through the jungles and on the Rio Negros and down to the great Amazon. And in the paper, it tells some of the things he saw there. Ah, what good is he but animals and snakes and Indians such as we? No, no. See here, he tells he visited an Indian village and the people were wearing diamonds for ornaments. Diamonds? <laughs> diamonds I have seen in a store here in Rio. So many pesos they cost. How could people like yours and mine buy diamonds? No, this is a lie. No, no Maria. See, here is a picture of one of these diamonds. Look. look. That is a diamond. Oh, no, Juan. That is no diamond. See, this is the way the diamond looks when it is dug from the ground. This is what the people here in Rio do to it that makes it look like the diamonds in the stores. Uh, look, Maria, how it says in the paper. The rough diamond must be cut and polished. Juan, Juan, this is for us to think about. In my village, we had stones like these. Not many, for they are hard to find, and it is much work to dig for them. But they are to be found near my people's village. Hey, Maria, if we could go and get some, we could be rich too, eh? Juan, some way. There must be some way. We could go and dig them up? No. We must make people dig them for us. Juan, my mind is working. Um, you are a P.I. man, huh? See, but Maria, magic is foolishness Wait, because... wait, wait. It is foolishness to us, see. But to your people or to my people, the magic of the P.I. man is strong, important. Mm, see? Juan... In a month, the people of the United States called July. On the fourth day, I worked at the home of some wealthy people. Visitors from the United States were there. And a, a, a great celebration was held with fire. With fire? See, what is called fireworks. Fireworks? What is it? All strange things. I, I do not understand them. But when the matches are lighted and touched to a little string on the end... Then your fire comes. Maria, is this perhaps really a magic? Oh, no, no, one. It is... Well, it, it is very nice to see that is all. It does not hurt you. But what is in your mind, Maria? I know where are stored in this rich man's house much of these fireworks. We could steal them. And I think they will get for us some of these diamonds. Maria, you are making a joke with one. No, 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 I make no joke. I have a great plan. You will once again be a P.I.E. man. And I will be a spirit, a fire spirit. We will frighten the Indians and make them dig the diamond for us. 
And so Juan and Maria disappeared from Rio, and as far as that lovely city was concerned, they were never seen again. Perhaps a year later, in Balaam, Brazil, an American mining engineer named Carl Banks and his young son, John, sat in the office of an official of the police. And the official had bad news for them. I am so sorry, Senor, Senor Banks, but I have only bad news to report. Then you found no trace of my associate, Fred Barnes? On the contrary, we found definite traces. We found the wreck of the airplane in which he flew over the Negros River territory. Uh, Mr. Barnes is a very capable pilot. He flew his own plane and planned to land on the rivers. There are plenty wide for a small plane. Uh, I have instructions from my government to aid you in all possible ways. But uh, I know nothing of the trouble. Oh, I'll gladly tell you. Mr. Barnes and myself represent a large American firm which is interested in mineral deposits of all kinds. Uh, we were to investigate this area for iron, copper, oil, anything. Mr. Barnes went upriver to set up a camp from which we could work. Oh, now I understand. But I am afraid I have been little help. The search party saying your banks are paid. Well, then there is nothing left for me to do but go upriver myself. You will need men. I will get them for you. No, no, I prefer to go alone. We're with my son. The boy. But he is not even yet a young man. Uh, nevertheless, my Johnny is better in the jungle or on the big river than most men. Now we'll be all right, I assure you. <laughs> morning saw them in their launch and headed up the Amazon. Day after day, they moved along the great waterway, turning finally into the Rio Negro River and continuing their steady progress. All right, son. Take this bend in the river easy. Maybe some submerged logs in a place like this. Watch it now. Okay, son. The river's clear hey, around... Hey, Dad, the... look, right up ahead. The wet plane. You're right, son. Head for it. Well, I'm going to cut the throttle. Come around, Dad. I'll pump alongside of the plane's pontoon. Okay. Hey, Hey, there's a big cross lying in the water right beside the plane. I see him. Just let the boat drift slowly. I'll send him on his way with a boat hook. Okay, now, hold it. Hey, look out, Daddy. He's a customer. Hey, he's trying to climb in a boat. I'll take care of him. Well, you've got him, Dad. Yeah. Luckily, he exposed his soft underside. I don't think this pistol would penetrate that armor-plated back of his. Okay, now, son. Let's tie up the launch and inspect the wrecked plane. As the launch slipped up the river toward the wrecked plane, neither John nor his dad realized that they passed a fairly good-sized village of Arawak Indians, situated just a few hundred feet from the river in the jungle. A man and a woman stood in one of the village huts talking. Maria, now again we must do something. Lately, the people have not been working so hard. It is true, Juan. And much digging must be done to get even one small rock diamond. See, we do not grow rich as rapidly as we hope, do we, Maria? No. Only nine small diamonds for a full year's work. But we will keep at it. See if we can keep these foolish ones digging. We will keep them digging. Tonight, one, I think the fire spirit should come. And then we throw the captured quiet man to the crocodiles. That should be good sport. And a good Latin also to the Indians to prove to them that we are dangerous. Oh, that's a good plan, see. I wondered how long you meant to keep the captive one around here. I was beginning to... One gunshot from the river bank nearby. It would be more of the white men then. Quickly, take men with blowguns. If there are many white men, kill them with poison darts. If there is only one as before, capture him also. And we will have more food for our crocodile friends. <laughs> Thus it was that Johnny and his dad, their guns resting in the launch, were suddenly surprised by a band of howling Indians while they inspected the wrecked plane. Quickly, the savages tied up Johnny and his father with tough vines and carried them back to the village. 
Maria and Juan waited for them. Get to the hut, William. Drag me with the other one. Oh, the crocodiles will fish tonight. Hey, let go of me. What's up? Get out of here. John. John, are you all right? Oh, I'm bruised a little, but okay otherwise. It's so darn dark in this hut, I can't oh. see a thing. Call back. Fred Barnes. It is Fred Barnes. Yes, it is me, Carl. Gee, Mr. Barnes, you sound awful weak. I am, boy. I've been tied like this now for weeks. Not too much food's come my way. Great, Scott. We came looking for you, and we've stuck our feet into the same trap. Hey, Dad, I think I can get my hands loose. He's wisely tied me with a slipper. Ah, good boy. Hand tied so tight I can hardly wink an eye. Oh, it's not much use, I'm afraid. I cut myself to ribbons trying to get free until I became too weak to struggle. It won't last much longer, though. You heard one. Tonight, the crocodile's feast. Johnny struggled harder, but just as he stepped free from the last loosened vine, a crowd of Indians started for the hut in which he was held captive. He had just time to slip off the rear of the hut when they entered. They took his dad and Fred Barnes. The men were dragged to the center of the village near the fire, and there they were tied to a great post. As Johnny watched from the jungle edge, he saw Juan and Maria come out with a light. But I tell you, Maria, the boy has escaped. The boy, ah. Uh, what can a boy do in the jungle? In two days, he will be the prey of a snake or an animal or a blowgun. Mm, perhaps you are right. Very well. Talk to the people. Then I will signal the drum to start for the ceremony. I go. galvanized into action. Quickly, he scurried to the launch, still tied to the wrecked train. For an idea occurred to him, and he knew he had little time left. The launch was equipped with everything you would expect a mining engineer to carry. Quickly, Johnny found three sticks of dynamite, and working like an expert, he fitted a detonating cap and a short fuse. Then a keg of black powder, blasting powder. He emptied it into an old flour sack. He scurried to the village, which was now deserted, so he could see the crowd at the riverbank. Quickly, he placed the dynamite beside the biggest hut in the village. Then, punching a hole in the bottom of the sack, he walked toward the crowd at the riverbank, leaving a heavy trail of black powder as he went. So, white ones, you seem to interfere with us, huh? But we did not interfere. We did not even know of your village. Ah, that is what the other white one said to us. Lies! You seek to deceive us. No, no, we speak the truth. Free us and, and we'll go away. And come back with more white men and many guns, huh? No. From night you go to the crocodiles. Drive him in the river. Oh, no. Stop. It's John. He should go on this hush, Fred. He's up to some trick. Listen. Why do you offend me? I am the fire spirit. Oh. 
This is the boy. Look, you the young white one. Throw him off for the crocodile. Stop! If you touch me, I will destroy the village. The young one prattles. Throw him to the crocodile. Wait! This woman claims to be the fire spirit. She lies. I am the fire spirit. And I will prove it. Release the two white men or I will destroy the village. Just like I will now destroy the biggest of your houses. Stevie! It is a trick! It is a white man's little fire stick. That is all. Now see! I send the fire snake to destroy the house. Wait! Wait! Watch the fire snake! Watch the big building! Now! Oh, tip-top, Johnny, after a meal and a rest. Oh, you can't kill this old campaigner, Johnny. Oh, those Arawak Indians nearly did. Till Johnny came along with his fire snake. Say, how the deuce did you do that trick, Johnny? Ah, oh, it was easy. I guess Dad knows, don't you, Dad? Yes, I figured it out. A powder train along the ground and dynamite at the building. But where in the world did you get the idea? Oh, shucks. That fire star dame scared the hats off the whole darn village with a couple of fourths of July Roman candles. So I figured I could do a swell job with two or three sticks of dynamite. Well, I guess I guess most of us will never get into the South American jungle. But I think Johnny and his fire snake gave us a good lesson in resourcefulness. And now, let's bring on our announcer man to tell us where to get Buster Brown shoes. And after that, we're really going to have fun around here. Here he is. Come on in, Mr. Announcer. Yes, smiling Ed, I'll tell your buddies how to find the store that sells Buster Brown shoes. It's easy, kids. Here's all you have to do. Just pick up your telephone book, then turn to the yellow pages until you come to the heading of shoes. There, under the heading of shoes, you'll find the name Buster Brown. And right below that, the name and address of the store nearest you that sells these swell Buster Brown shoes. And kids, when Mother takes you in for fine new Buster Brown shoes, she can be sure that they'll be fitted scientifically in just the right size, width, and last you need to let your feet grow right. And believe me, that's something Mother will want to know. And remember, too, kids, that all the Buster Brown dealers are smiling Ed's buddies. Now, when you find the name of the store nearest you, write it down and be all set to buy Smiling Ed Buster Brown Shoe. Midnight, the cat to play her little cigar box fiddle for us. You know that, don't you? Of course you do. Oh, certainly, Squeaky the Mouse. The girls always come first. So, Squeaky, you get over there and wind your little music box and have it play Mary Had a Little Lamb so Midnight can play it sing for us. Okay, go ahead, wind it up. That's it. Now you might break the spring. That's enough. Whoop. Midnight. Yeah. Press, press that button with your hind foot. Go ahead. That's it. 
Put your fiddle under your chin. Oh, that's it, you dog. Lay here, little lady. Get ready. Oh, isn't she cute, sir? Little black kitty. Wagging her tail all the time. Can I sing now? Oh, yeah, go ahead and sing. Want you all to have one. 
So be sure to go to the big doings at your Buster Brown store this week. It'll be just a few days now before school starts. And you want to be one of the gang, and all of the gang will be wearing Buster Brown shoes back to school on the very first day. So get Mother or Dad to take you to your Buster Brown shoe man right away. So we'll all be going back to school singing that good old Buster Brown song. I got shoes, you got shoes, everybody's got to have shoes. But there's only one kind of shoes for me. Good old Buster Brown shoes. And now Froggy the Gremlin is going to play his thingamajig and sing the song he put on Capitol Phonograph Records for us. It's called Funny Things. Uh, are you ready, Froggy the Gremlin? I'm ready, I am, I am. Okay, press your magic clanger and become visible so we can watch you sing. Watch him closely over there, kid. Watch oh, him. Uh, <laughs> My goodness, there he comes. There he is. Did you ever see such a mess in your life? He's just a sight. Now you get up there at the microphone, Foggy, and sing your song. I'll sing about the little duck. Well, well go ahead. A duck just such a funny little bird, because when he sings, he walks. He wears two paddles on his feet and sits down when he walks. Just squats right down the other. Now I'll sing about the bumblebee. I'll wait, I'll wait. Well, go ahead. Directed by Hobart Carmen. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.